here I am. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening whenever you're listening to me. Usually I tend to say good morning because I record this early in the morning. I just got done with a session of exercising and I feel like a million bucks. And if you ever had a million dollars on your bank account, you know what I'm saying. If you don't, then close your eyes. Imagine you have a million dollars in your bank account. Feel the million bucks going through your life. And now you can you can pretty much relate to what I'm saying. Um, so this is the truth behind success with Ricardo Rosales podcast. You can find me at ricardorosales.com. We're also going to have uh, the truth behind success.com. And um, this is something new I just started. Uh, I, I've been doing podcasting now for more than a year, but I've been doing it on the Renovating Riches Radio, which is more entrepreneurship. And, and um, you know, we interview other people on how they achieve success. But for this particular one, I just want to tell you the truth about success, behind success, basically. And, and uh, today I feel very successful. And let me tell you why. Because I felt like crap this morning when I woke up. I really felt like, oh my God, I got to go about the day. And I don't know why, but sometimes you just wake up that way. And uh, the first thing I decided to do was, I said, look, I got to change my physiology, which is something that Tony Robbins talks about on, on his uh, audios and his podcast and, and all his videos that I, I watch on a, on a regular basis. And, um, you know, I, I, it's funny because I just went and kind of like put a smiley face on me and everything changed. I was like, man, I feel happy. I feel better now. And then um, I became a part of this group on Facebook where where they uh, where they share success stories about the OMAD diet, which I've been talking about in the last few episodes. Uh, and some people are doing like the seven day water fast. And I saw a kid that did like a three day dry fast and he lost like 28 pounds. Of course, half of it was water. But um, I was seeing all the support and, and all the all the encouragement for the people that are starting to do this, uh, this type of uh, diets. And I was like, man, that, that made me feel good, even though it wasn't encouraging me to, you know, do whatever. It was other people supporting other people. And, and as soon as I saw that, I said, okay, I need to get my ass upstairs to the gym. I do have a small gym where people have movie theaters and things of that nature. And I need to get exercising. And, you know, I, but I didn't really feel like that. I, I felt like I just wanted to go and get dressed and go to the office to overcome the challenges that every entrepreneur overcomes on a daily basis. And, um, I just I just went in and said, okay, I'm gonna exercise, and I I spent a good hour and a half at the gym, and I put on uh, this. So the, what I do is I have this this TV up on the wall. Uh, it's hooked up to uh, to Google Chromecast, and on my phone I got the the YouTube app, and I am actually a follower of this guy called Evan. Even Carmichael, he's on YouTube. I highly suggest you go look at his channel. He's basically done a great thing by putting all these videos together of people that are successful. And he's got the the 10 rules of success, which is a you know one of the basically the programs that I see from his channel. That's that's all he used to have, and now he's got a bunch of other things like he's got entrepreneur interviews. He's got the top 10 rules of success. He's got the mentor me 
uh, he's got Believe Life. So he's starting to do all these different um, branches of videos. Uh, and basically, you can find people like Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, Elon Musk. I mean, you name it. Everybody that really, you know, is doing something good for this earth or and for the people on earth. Uh, he's managed to put a bunch of these clips together. And, he, you know, he, it's all about motivation and, you know, them showing how how they've overcome obstacles and how they handle certain situations so i went and put that on 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 the on my youtube and then i started you know exercising and um the moment i started lifting weights because i went uh, usually i do cardio first i do like 20 minutes of cardio and then i do another 30 minutes of weights uh this time i switched it around and i went like 30 minutes of weights and then i did uh, actually, I found out that by doing weights first, by the time I do the cardio, I'm a little tired. Uh, so I didn't quite do the 20-minute bicycle ride that I do. I did uh, 15 minutes. Um, I, and I know I could have pushed more, but I was, you know, more, cons uh, not concerned, but more focused on, on on getting it out of the way and, you know, getting exercising, which to me is something that a lot of people just need to do. They just need to get going with something. You either go out, get up and walk, or you get up and pick something heavy and start doing it on repetitions, uh, either, whether it's lifting weights or, you know, getting on a bicycle or getting on a treadmill, but you have to do something. Once you get going, then it becomes easier. And usually my struggle with it is before I get going, it's when I feel that you know, oh man, I gotta go do it. I gotta go exercise. I don't feel like doing it today. But once you make that decision and you make that shift, boom, things happen. And don't get me wrong, some days I just don't do it. What I do is I leave the house and then I go mind my own business all day long. And and when I come back, I I, I try to do it when I come back. And but you know, life gets on the way. Then your kids are at home and your wife wants to do honey do list and things of this nature. So. You're always going to find excuses on why not to do the things that you know you need to be doing. Today, I feel grateful and successful because I made that decision of overturning that um, not wanting to do something into doing it and feeling great after it. So I suggest you go and make the decision. It's all about making that one decision on how to do things. Um, and, um, you know, it's... It all, it all that's all it takes it it makes it, it takes to get make a decision and then take action i am defined by being an action taker and um so if if you want to get something out of this podcast i want to encourage you to take action don't be afraid of losing don't be afraid of um not making it you know or or being judged and criticized by other people that are not doing it, or maybe by some of the ones that are doing it and don't want to see you do it because now you become a competition. So whatever the case might be, whatever holds you back, don't be afraid of it. Just go do it. If you lose money, so be it. You go make it back up. If you waste time, so be it. You just learn during that time. You take the good things out of out of that experience and you continue to go do it which is is going to bring me to a point here related back to my story um you know i went through through if you guys remember for whoever is listening to to the podcast now 
I, I graduated high school in Maracaibo, Venezuela, and by, by winning basically a bet against my father, uh, because he thought I wasn't going to make it, so I had to prove him wrong. And, and then I moved to Miami, Florida, where I started actually going to college and studying English as a second language. So if you notice an, an accent, uh, and sometimes maybe the, the wrong words come out of my mouth or whatever, it's because uh, English is my second language. Um, I do think in English now. I, English to me is my first language, I believe. I don't find myself thinking in Spanish anymore. But, um, but you know, the accent is there and, and, and I learned it later in life. So bear with me for a second, okay? Um, anyways. I went and, um, and enrolled in, in what it was called Miami-Dade Community College. Now it's got a, my daughter is going to Miami-Dade, uh, Miami College, I think it's called, or something like that. They changed the name for whatever reason. Uh, but I was going to Miami-Dade Community College and studying English as a second language on the ESL program. And, um, you know, I graduated. I was at the top of the class. I was, I was motivated on learning the language. Uh, which is something I didn't know I was good at. Uh, later on in life, I started learning some uh, Bahasa, which is uh, what they speak in Indonesia and Malaysia, because I did a lot of work over there. And um, I learned a little bit of Portuguese, so I can say I speak some Portuñol. Um, I've lost some of it because I quit going to Brazil. But anyways, I'll get back to those stories later on. I, I went to college, and um, I graduated at the top of the class. I made some great friends that are still my friends today. And um, I then enrolled in, in the regular academics to, to go study like business and management. I really didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I thought that because I've been exposed to the business side uh, because of my father uh, being in the insurance business, um, I could have, you know, just go and get a, like a business degree or something. And that's what my, my dad will suggest as well. It's like, son, you've been exposed to our business. You know, why don't you just go and and and. Um, you know, study business administration. That way you can maybe one day take over our business or you can go get a good job at a large corporation, which I think it was his dream with me. It was for me to go get that degree and go work with a, with a large corporation, having having a good salary and some benefits, things that he couldn't have because he was always an entrepreneur and he was always hustling. So he didn't want me to go probably through all that hustle and all that, uh, all the ups and downs. Um, but um you know, that, that's why I enrolled in business. The bad thing about it was I hated math and I hated, you know, the base, some of the basic things that they were teaching in college. And some of these college professors weren't really, you know, I don't even know how they made it to being a professor, to be honest with you. And that discouraged me big time. Uh, at the same time, I was actually, I had already gotten married. I got married very young when I was uh, 19 years old. My girlfriend at the time and I, we used to practice a lot of sex. And um, there you go. Uh, you, get a, you get a baby on the way. And the right thing to do in my country where I grew up in Venezuela was to get married when you got somebody pregnant. So that's exactly what we both did. And um, it was a great adventure. It was a great experience. She's a beautiful woman. We're still friends today. And I'm a friend of her new husband now, which is crazy. 
um, and it, we are an abnormal family, if you if you want to put it that way. And uh, my beautiful daughter is now a woman going to college, and I'm so proud of everything we've done together as a family, and and um, all the support we've you know had back and forth throughout the years. But I got married very young, and uh, that was pretty much the first big, big, big challenge I had to overcome. Was like, man, now I got a baby on the way. I'm 19. I don't have a degree. I hate, you know, working with my father now because he wants me to go to college and I, I don't want to go to college. And now my boss is really telling me that I need to go to college and he's part of my program and all of these things. So yeah, I could only take so much and I probably did it for maybe a year and a half. Um, it got to the point to where I didn't even want to see my father uh, on a regular basis because I got to see him in the office all day long and he will boss me around and, you know, and I wasn't the best example either, I will go back to some of my old habits, partying, you know, and my wife and I, we, we were partiers and we were both young. So sometimes uh, he will get mad at me because I was not being responsible and all those things. And that's how I ended up quitting that job. I, I had started working for my father at a very, very early age. I remember being eight or nine years old and asking for my dad, I was like, dad, buy me a suit so I can go to the office with you and, and do some stuff. And he will just take me to the office, and and I wanted to be proactive at that young age. And I remember I used to be the guy that will handle the archives in the office. So back then, and this is in the 80s, um, there were none of these emails and you know digital technology or any of that. It was all on like Manila folders and files and a lot of typewriters and papers. So I would have to go to to basically all the file cabinets and pull the files out, give them to his secretaries and his assistants, and and then return it back. So that was my job. My job was to like sort the filing system out. So I started working at a very young age with my dad. And of course, it wasn't like I was on a payroll or anything like that. He probably gave me some money at the end of the week so I could just go buy stuff and toys or whatever. Um, later on, it was like basketball clothing because I was into basketball or maybe to go party on the weekends. But that's how I started getting engaged with my family, on my father uh, business. And um, by the time I was maybe 14, 15 years old, I was more doing it more engaged to where now I was the delivery guy. I would go to all the different insurance companies and, and deliver all these documents and all these files for, for his clients. And I was the office boy is what they called it. And, you know, I would drive the car because back then I start, I learned how to drive at 12 years old. My grandfather from my mother's side, he taught me how to drive when I, I could barely, you know, <laughs> I mean, I was only 12. He taught me how to drive. And I remember my father looking at me one day. He's like, son, what the hell are you doing? Because I was on the streets driving my, my grandfather's car. And my, my father came around me. And, man, he got real, real, real mad. But anyways, at some point, he got over it. And he's like, okay, if you know how to drive now and you're going to help me in the business, Go ahead and become the, the office boy. You're going to take all these packages to the different insurance companies and so on and so forth. And this is in Venezuela. This is not in the U.S. The U.S., he would have probably went to jail. But over there, if you were old enough to go to the bar and get a beer, you could get one. So the same thing with cars. You could drive, whatever. Now, today, I don't know how it is, but back then, there was not a, that big of a deal. So long story short, I left my, my father's office when I was about 20 years old. And it's, this is in Miami now. I'm in Miami, Florida. I just got married. I'm living in my mother-in-law's house, which I'm very grateful to. They helped us a lot. And, um, you know, they were pretty much young grandparents helping 
their kids, uh, which I became another son to them pretty much because I moved in with them. And uh, they gave us all the love and support and economical support that we could have asked for. You know, so I'm grateful today. And, and if you, they ever listen to me on this podcast or whatever, I just want to say thank you for, for being there for both uh, Kenny and I. And I know they're still there if I ever ask. or And, and I know they're there for my daughter. But uh, anyways, I left and I was lost for a good year or so. And I could not figure out what to do. I tried to become an entrepreneur. Unfortunately, I didn't have the um, the mental strength. I didn't know what to do. There was not all this information that we have today on the internet and you know how to do certain things or how to come up with something that I would like doing and making money off of it. So I started selling um, cell phones. And back then, you could buy refurbished cell phones and resell them to South America. And basically, I, I, I had a good friend that owned one of these cell phone stores where they will sell wholesale. And I asked him one day, I said, like, look, man, would you front me some equipment in order for me to go and, and basically resell it and make some money? And he's like, man, yeah, no problems. Absolutely. So I think he gave me $10,000 worth of merchandise in between cell phones and accessories. And I went and put it on a freight forwarding system and I sent it down to Venezuela. So when I got there, I opened up the container and there was nothing inside. So, you know, now I owe 10 grand that I don't have and all most of my my equipment was pretty much stolen. And this is this happened after I had opened like three very small stores around the, the city. So I was actually making it happen. I was I have opened these three little stores and it pretty much like the the little um, those little carts that you see on on the at the malls uh, where you have somebody selling like accessories and things like that. I had opened very small stores within within stores in 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 Maracaibo. So I was importing goods and I was reselling them down there, and I was doing very well. I was I, I wasn't getting rich or anything like that, but I was being able to pay to to make ends meet and and you know put some food on the table and all that. So by the time he gave me that loan and and I sent all that equipment there and it got stolen. I pretty much had to sell everything I had down there in order to just pay that loan back. And now I was, you know, devastated. I was really, I didn't know what to do. I was lost and I still, I owed him money and I had to pay them in pieces. And a good friend of mine actually bought everything out from me and helped me get out of the bind. But then I had to return to Miami, Florida. And um, at this time, I was completely lost. I didn't know what to do. I started applying for jobs. I started looking for, for, for all sorts of things. You know, I was depressed. Now my wife and I are not wife. Uh, we're not together anymore because of maybe me not being able to provide for the family. And in some cases, even being irresponsible. And, um, you know, it got to a point to where I was like, I don't know what to do. And that's when I saw a commercial on TV about the U.S. Navy and I decided to enroll. And um, I pretty much the only one that knew was my mother. Nobody else knew. And I remember when one day I went to tell my father, because now I was talking to my father a lot more. I said that I just enrolled for the U.S. Navy. I, I, I don't forget his face. His face was like, what? You did what? <laughs> and why are you joining the Navy? Why didn't you just go to college? You know, I offered to pay for college. I was like, dad, I don't, I don't want you to pay for college. I don't like college. I just want to go do my own stuff. And that's how I became um, a, a U.S. sailor. 
in 2001, I joined the Navy and went to boot camp. And I will save the boot camp story for the next episode or the next, the next podcast. The truth behind success, guys. I want you to listen from the struggles. I want you to listen for what people go through when when um, when things are not going that way. And, and I've had a lot of those in my life. And they will continue to come because, you know, as you grow and you expand your business, you expand your relationships, you expand your life, you're going to have other struggles. So not everything is fine and dandy like, like, like you see on the, on the social media sites. Not everything is pretty like you see people flashing cars and flashing watches and airplanes and all of these things. There was something that took that person to overcome over and over and over and over again in order to get there. So I want to tell you that, you know, I want to relate to you at a personal level to where you get to hear the truth behind success. And success doesn't have to be money. It could be just health. It could be just, you know, spiritual. Uh, I, I saw a video yesterday about somebody talking about how successful Mother Teresa was. And she, by any means, she was not rich in money. But she was reaching, you know, as a person. She was rich inside on her soul, on her mind. And, and she, she beautifully gifted. Um, she was beautifully gifted and helped a lot of people. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people. If not hundreds of thousands of people or millions of people um, find themselves and get some peace from her. So I want you to find that truth and success in you and, and go take action to basically make your dreams come true. The Truth Behind Success brought to you by Ricardo Rosales. Check me out at ricardorosales.com. Um, I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. If you get anything of value from this, please share it. Give me a five-star review and tell your friends about it. That's all I ask. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Until the next one. Thank you.